1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. It certainly does, and what a pleasure to be with you on this Sunday morning. Not with Ray, but with the other money guys. Pete and Michael are here, and you're the other money guy. So good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. And good morning, Mike. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Where is Ray? Ray is giving a a little bit of time off down in Florida with some board meetings, so it's sort of a working vacation. He does it. it this time of year, every year. Love it. I could Love take it. some of that Florida not, not weather. Not bad, right? Yeah, it's been okay up here, but I, you know, I wouldn't mind being down in Florida right now. No, you're so right. <laughs> well, know? this week is going to be great, finally. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the weather to be better. And this week, we're finally going to see temperatures in the 70s and maybe even in the low 80s. You got it. All right. I'm so who needs Florida? <laughs> <laughs> Winter is Awful at the end every year in New England, but it all is worth it because of days like the ones that are just around the corner right Right. now. It makes you appreciate things much more. I don't know what's going on lately, but I just met with a client yesterday who said they're going to be buying a house in Florida because he just can't take the winters up here in in, uh, Massachusetts anymore. And I feel the same way. I don't know what it is, but they've been getting worse and worse, it seems. I'll tell you what it is. You walk out when it's nice, bright, sunny, blue skies, palm trees, flowers blooming, all the colors, the birds. I don't mind waking up to that yeah, stuff, I'll take Mike. it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, there is a lot of truth, and people need vitamin D. And the sun really is proven to you know, make your, your body happier. I drink milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's why those people out in California are so happy-go-lucky, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Laid-back surfer dudes. <laughs> yep. So today we are going to be continuing a series that I think we're now on like part five. We haven't done it in a while and continued, but it's the uh, top money-saving tips. Beautiful. Any, any way to save money is always good. Absolutely. And I'll just say a few words about what I do. I'm an attorney at Lance Law in Dartmouth, and we don't do so much uh, money-saving tips, although we do... Um, definitely advise clients on how to save on estate taxes and um, protect assets in case they need to go to a nursing home. We do wills and trusts. We do real estate transactions, powers of attorney, probate work, and trust administration. So that's what I do, but I'm happy to be here today to talk about how to save money as well. And Michael, all of this is under one umbrella of USA Wealth Group. It's separate companies, but yes, USA Wealth Group and Lance Law are in the same building, and we have the same goals in mind, which is to protect uh, families and their assets. Yeah, I love it. Very, very good. So save me some money. Well, I'd like to start with a quote first, because I have to continue that tradition. (laughs) Money is not the most important thing in the world. Love is. Fortunately, I love money. That was by Jackie Mason. (laughs) Who I used to work with at Talk America. Really? Did Indeed. not know that. Yes. Oh. Uh, he's still around, too. No kidding. Yeah. He's he's a very old now, but cranky old man off the mic. <laughs> really? <laughs> cranky old man off the microphone, but funny. He has a, a wit. He's quick. Mm-hmm. He came over to the Talk America radio network, and I might add this, he's very conservative. You wouldn't think hmm. that a comedian... Hmm. is as conservative as uh, Jackie Mason, but uh, 
He is. Well, for those of you who are listening, Phil is uh, even more nice and kind oh. off of the air, and I mean that. He is a, a very sweet, nice guy. So you're awesome. <laughs> you're Likewise. the opposite of, of him off the air, I guess. <laughs> Likewise, Pete. So one more quote. If you do not, excuse me, if you want to know what God thinks about money, just look at the people he gives it to. Dorothy Parker. <laughs> So, our first tip, and by the way, as always, we have these radio shows recorded and saved. If you ever want to listen to any of them, we can get you a copy, or you can listen to them online on our website. And if you would like to reach out to Mike or my mother, Attorney Tenny Lance, uh, the law firm number is 508-998-8800, and my father and I can be reached at 508-998-8858. So, we are going to start with... Steps to take before buying a condo. Mm, Very interesting. And first, you really should check out the reputation of the condo development. Make sure that it has a positive reputation by asking current residents about key issues, you know, such as repairs and how quickly they are addressed, uh, special assessments, landscaping, and just general upkeep. Um, See here, you also want to assess the amenities. Look at, are you concerned about security? Are you concerned about parking, other benefits that come with a residency or cost um, extra as an option? One thing that I experienced actually when I was doing a real estate transaction was kind of a weird issue. Um, the people were interested in buying a condo, um, and one of the reasons they were so interested in it is they loved the landscaping. Now, landscaping in a condo is generally controlled by the, the condo association. So one of the things you may want to make sure of is you're, if you're looking at a condo and you like mm. the landscaping and everything, make sure that that's not going to change. Ah, you know, go around the, the condos, look at um, if anything else is in the works, if the shrubs are being removed at any of the other condos and you're concerned about that, just make an inquiry with the uh, seller. Mm-hmm. And then you want to take a look at the budget, and one of the most important parts of the budget is you need to find out what the total amount of outstanding debt owed to the association and the percentage of owners who are not paying their dues. Oh, yeah, of course. And definitely with the with condos, one of the reasons people move out of them or get frustrated is because the dues go up um, so much. So if you can, get an idea of are the dues going to go up, Um, What does it cover? How often do they increase? Because it can be quite expensive. And also look for a condo association or development that is approved by Fannie Mae. Now, that's really important if you're looking to sell the condo later, because if somebody can't get a Fannie Mae approved uh, loan, then it might have a hard time selling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As well as you cannot get a reverse mortgage unless it's approved by Fannie Mae. On a condo, a reverse mortgage on a condo. That's interesting. If yeah. it's not you know, approved by Fannie Mae, you can't do that. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep, we're actually running into that situation right now with the Condo Association in Wareham. Now, the good news is you can get the Condo Association to change the wording in the uh, agreement, uh, but it has to be done by a lawyer to get up to FHA standards. Of course, yeah. Hmm. One of the things I'll, also i just thinking off the top of my head here is you're going to have neighbors pretty close in a condo association. Um, maybe walk around and, you know, get a, an idea of what the neighbors are like because most condos are pretty, you know, close to each other, so you're going to get to know your neighbors pretty well. That's a good point, and uh, my wife and I have always been so lucky. Every house that we've ever lived in, whether it was a rental or um, ones that we've owned, uh, we have been so lucky with neighbors, but you hear horror stories once in a while, and when you're in a condo associate or you're in a condo, your neighbors are right there. Yes, oh, they yeah. are. 
<laughs> so one last thing that I'll just mention with regards to buying a condo is take a look at the association rules. Mike was just talking a little bit about that, but uh, ask about pets and whether they're allowed, whether they have to be on leashes, which I'm sure that they do, uh, what you can or cannot do with exterior modifications. Uh, my parents have lived in a condo and were unable to paint their uh, condo any other color, including the deck. The deck had to be a very certain shade of brown. Um, they actually had me restain their deck, and I had to uh, strip it after they did it and had somebody come in and paint it the exact same color brown. Really? And it was very close, but they noticed it. Wow. So that's an added expense that you don't want to have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make sure uh, you're following the rules. Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, you know, some things that will help out folks who want to buy a condo. Is that... Uh, well, Pretty I guess the it. point of this is that if you're going to spend the money mm -hmm. on buying a condo, you want to know what you're getting into. Absolutely. Because unlike a, a home, there are so many rules associated mm -hmm. with a condo. So if you're going to spend the money there, know what you're getting into and also know what, as I said before, know what the dues are. Because if the dues are a certain you know, amount now, but they're going to go up a year or two from now, you want to know that. That's right. Because you could sure. be spending a lot more money than you anticipated. Yep. Now, uh, as a lawyer, do you recommend that people go into these uh, deals being represented legally, you know, so that there's... Oh, ab absolutely. Anytime you are selling or buying, you want to have an attorney look at um, everything, the offer, purchase and sale agreement, help you throughout the entire closing. Right now, I'm dealing with, with two closings, um, one of which is very complicated because the former owner was in a nursing home for a long period of time. And there was a huge lien built up um, sure. by Mass Health, a $2.5 million lien. Wow. So now they're selling the property, but everything has to be approved through the state, through the state recovery unit. Gotcha. So it's incredibly complicated. It's not something that the, you know, the deceased son would want to deal with on his own. Mm -hmm. Definitely not. So we're helping with that. We've put in a lot of time, and it looks like it's going to happen. But, again, you, you absolutely want an attorney to help you out with this process. The other money guys are here this morning, folks. Pete Lance and Mike. Mike, why don't you give your uh, Lance Law information? Lance Law, if you want to get in touch with us, you can uh, learn a little bit more about who we are and what we do at LanceLawInc.com. We have blogs that come out basically monthly. If you want to talk to us or make an appointment, give us a call at 508-998-8800. Our consultations for estate planning are, are free. If you do want to talk about uh, Medicaid planning, which is something we also do, that's a billable appointment. But in general, our consultations are free, so give us a call. There you go. And I'll give you one more quote. Lack of money is the root of all evil. Really? George Bernard Shaw. Lack, Lack of money. Of money. Hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I would think that's the case, right? I guess. Sure. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, they always say money can't buy you happiness, but I feel like it buys a lot more than than poverty. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. It yeah. can buy a smile at least. <laughs> the most important thing is your health. I've That's seen right. some people who are very wealthy who are in very poor health and can't even enjoy it because they sure. are not going to be around a whole lot longer. Right. That's true. Absolutely. But so, sleeping in the street doesn't help with your health either. No. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you sell health insurance? We do not do health insurance. Uh, we do disability insurance and basically every other insurance you can think of, but just not health insurance. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, disability insurance? Who should buy it and when? 
Uh, disability insurance, well, I mean, it should be bought right away if you are unemployed or going into a job that doesn't offer any kind of disability, which there are a lot of jobs that do not offer that. Really? Is it reasonable? Especially if you're self-employed. Oh, sure. Oh, my God. I didn't think, uh, is it reasonable? It's fairly reasonable, yeah. and it, it depends on the age of the person, of course. Of course. Absolutely. So. All right. Pete, you're giving us great information here. Hmm. I'd like to save you money. <laughs> Our next tip is home buying traps in today's market. Uh, so we did a show recently. I'm not going to go too much into depth with this one because we just did a show about real estate and home buying, but I'll just reiterate that you want to make sure that your credit score is good and you want to make sure that you get pre-approved. Uh, a lot of people won't even show you a property if you're not pre-approved. They won't even consider uh, an offer that you present to them if you're not pre-approved. It's just standard nowadays. Uh, so talk to a qualified real estate representative and an attorney possibly to uh, see what things you need to put in, into place before purchasing a home. A lot of people, and I've seen this too, um, have the American dream where they want to buy a home and they go out and they do all this and they, they're looking at homes and they fall in love with one and they place the offer and then they realize that they can't afford it. So just make sure that you, you know, properly plan in advance and, and uh, estimate all the costs. And also, you want to check with different lenders as well. So you don't want to just get, you know, one lender involved. You want to check with, you know, multiple lenders. Ask each one to give an estimate um, of what you pay over the life of the mortgage for the same loan amount, loan term. So in other words, you want to, you know, check around, snoop around, make sure you're getting the best rate you really can. Can you do that online for the most part? I'm sure you can, yeah. These days you can do pretty much everything online. Right? And then when it comes to the final meeting, you, you meet with the bank. Yep, absolutely. And you also absolutely want to do a home inspection. It's not cheap. It's like 400 to $500, but you absolutely want to do a home inspection before. Why? Because they will come up with things that you'll never, ever know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Things that are hidden, things that you could never possibly see with your own, you know, naked eye. They bring in all kinds of tools. They go and inspect every single square inch of that house. Sure. And, folks, if the home, let's say it has leaks, so water comes in during a storm, could that also produce mold? Of so course. this is why it's very important Pete, that's great advice. And that actually, um, I, I know this because I read ahead uh, to prepare for the show, we'll get into mold and whether your insurance covers that. And also, I mean, a normal person wouldn't be able to walk into a house and tell whether or not um, permits had been pulled for, you know, building um, different areas. If you have, you know, an you know, an illegal bedroom somewhere, for instance. You sound like you're talking out of experience from something that <laughs> yeah. has recently come up, Mike. <laughs> we are, yeah, we're currently dealing with a situation right now where we have a house where they didn't pull permits to do certain construction in the house. And so, it's turning into a massive headache. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So. What happens in that case? We're still in the process of waiting to find out what's going to happen. Um, so, folks, if you're listening and you want to go and finish off a room or build a deck or, you know, finish off your basement, uh, do it the right way because if not, unless you plan on living in your house the rest of your life, mm -hmm. it is absolutely going to come back to bite you in the butt. Really? So, so what, interesting. So what happens is that either the buyer has to buy the house it, with agreement that they know that there are, you know, things that haven't been done properly or, 
you have to completely renovate it before you sell it in order to comply with all the codes. Or rip out all the work that you've already put into oh finishing, which is what we're trying to figure out now. So Exactly, and you're going to get... You're also, you're going to get less money for the, the house in that event. Yeah. With so. this particular situation, we might not even be able to get a buyer to buy the house because in order to transfer title, you need to have a smoke certificate of inspection. And what's going on with this situation is we might not even be able to get the fire department to sign off on a smoke certificate of That's inspection. amazing. Wow. So, so, yeah, do the work right and get yeah. a permit pulled. Yeah, like most other things, tr tr don't do it yourself right. unless you really know what you're doing. Or do it correctly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So bottom line is do it right and get a home inspection. The other thing I'd say about um, home buying traps in today's market especially is don't be overly excited. Right now the market is so such a seller's market that buyers are really, really competing with each other to get to get homes. So don't just jump into something because you feel you need to. Make make sure you're doing the due diligence that we talked about. Um, don't just jump in because you feel like there's no other option. I'm actually closing on a property in um, just a few days here, and the person did not want a home inspection, and I was shocked. Um, you know, the, the home is fairly small, and you can sort of see what's there, uh, and it looks solid, it looks great, but... To not just spend that $400 is nuts, in my opinion. Yeah, of course. But. What if you have mold, like you mentioned? What if there are termites? Obviously, you can't see Good termites, point. right? Yeah. So, I mean, so many things that could go wrong if you don't get that inspection done. Sure. And the other thing, just, and then we'll get off of this topic, is every single home inspection, they are going to come up with 100 things that they say are, quote-unquote, wrong with the property. It's their job to nitpick and find things. But they'll find things like... This outlet should have a GFI protected um, outlet instead of a traditional one. So they'll, they'll they're gonna come up with stuff. Most of it is just you know dismissed and like okay, we'll look at it another time. Sure. And when we're doing um, purchase and sale agreements and we're doing this, what needs to be um, fixed and changed in the house all needs to be put down in writing, yep. so that later on um, you don't have some dispute with the seller saying, well, we never agreed to change this, to fix this before you purchased it. I mean, it can be a real nightmare. If you don't have that inspection and you're not on the same page with knowing what needs to be done, it can be a nightmare later on. So now, uh, moving on from that, we're going to talk about what you should be talking to your mortgage broker about. And as Mike said, you should probably sit down with at least three different mortgage brokers and find out uh, how they charge uh, their process. Um, they're going to talk to you about your credit score. Uh, excellent credit is 750 plus. Good credit is between 700 and 749. Fair credit is 650 to 699. Poor credit is 600 to 649, and bad credit is anything below 600. Um, so you may still be able to qualify for a home with uh, poor credit, uh, but you're going to be paying a higher rate. Uh, just like anything, credit is so important uh, for anything. Um, you really need to make sure that you have good credit. And if you're going to rent a house, almost every single landlord is going to pull your credit to find out whether or not you have good credit and pay your bills on time. Mm -hmm. And if you have poor credit, they're not going to rent the apartment or the house to you. Sure. Yeah. The other thing is, I guess you would want to find out how long has that mortgage broker been in business. You know, you want to make sure that they've been doing it for a while. They know how to do what they're doing. Generally, you want to find someone who's been doing this for at least three years. You know, I get questions like that all the time as an attorney. How long have you been practicing? You know, so obviously people are concerned about, you know, how much experience you have and, and uh, 
if you know what you're doing. So that's one thing you should definitely ask. And another thing is you want to talk to your mortgage broker about how they are paid. They can either be paid by fees or by points. Uh, And that is something that you need to find out exactly what their fees are going to be and if it's going to be rolled into the closing costs or not, which is what is typically done. You want to find out about um, rate locks. You know, how, what are the rates for the mortgage? Yeah. Um, so that's an important thing. Is it an adjustable rate mortgage? Is it a fixed? You know, what are the rates going to go up at some point in time? You should find that out with a broker, definitely. And rate locks, locks are tricky because nobody knows what the interest rates are going to do, but a really good mortgage broker should have an idea as to whether you should lock in that rate or whether he thinks that uh, rates are de- going to decline and you don't want to lock in that rate. Right. How are they now, basically? Uh, the rates are like, what, 4.15, 4.2, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I just talked to somebody about this a few weeks ago, I think. So just over 4%. Mm-hmm. They're on the rise. They they're were just the under 4, and now they're uh, just over 4. Yeah. Um, it's still very much a seller's market. There's not a lot of inventory out there. Uh, prices have skyrocketed over the last year or so. Um, so, But, again, we just had a, a show about real estate a couple of weeks ago, so I uh, won't go into too much more detail about this. Yeah, I was just at a meeting uh, last week of, you know, a bunch of different kinds of businesses, uh, law firms, insurance firms, and there was a real estate um, person there saying, if you know anyone who wants to sell their house, please get them in touch with me because it's such a seller's market right now. There are so many buyers out there. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely a seller's market at the moment. Beautiful. We only bought our house three years ago, and I estimate my house has gone up in value by probably close to $100,000 in just three years. Of wow. course, I've put a lot of sweat equity yeah. into it. I've remodeled the entire house, so that's abnormal, abnormally large, but it just it's skyrocketed in the last year. That's enormous. That has a negative effect on taxes, I would think, but oh, yeah. you know, at the same time, <laughs> yep. it's good if you want to. So, did you pull permits? <laughs> I, I didn't do anything that required pulling permits. I didn't do anything with wiring or plumbing or anything like that. Gotcha. So, yeah. just stripped all the wallpaper and put new flooring in and that kind of stuff. Right, right. Aesthetics. You betcha. It's nice. Um, but that actually, what Mike just said is it might affect your taxes. So that's the next uh, tip, money saving tip, is. In one estimate, it says between 30 and 60% of properties um, that they are over-assessed. And in another article that I have, it says 60%, it's basically a flat 60% of U.S. properties are over-assessed, which means that the homeowners are likely paying too much in property taxes. And going back to this house that we were just talking about um, that has become a real estate headache for us, um, their taxes are much higher than my own property taxes, they are way over-assessed, and they'd never have done anything about it. Um, so you can do something about it. You can go to the town or the city and ask for a reassessment of your home. My mother actually did this about five years ago and won. Um, she thought that her house was way over-assessed, and they went out and took a look at it and said, you're right, it's worth this instead, so now we're going to lower your, uh, your property taxes. Good for her. And how do you do that? So, I mean, if you wanted to do that, contact um, the municipal tax office and ask how the property was, um, the valuation was determined. The other thing you can do is get your documents together. So get your home's property card from the tax office and check for errors. What if there are too many rooms listed on there? Or if there's something wrong with the square footage of the house? That could be a reason why it would be over-assessed. So if you want to find that out, get everything together and make sure it's all correct. Yeah. 
You could also maybe get an appraisal. Um, it costs some money to get an appraisal, but if you want to get a really you know, good estimate of what your house is actually worth, um, contact a certified appraiser and have them do an appraisal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. appraisals are uh, one person's opinion of value, but that's all they do, so they're very good at it, and it's going to be fairly uh, close to what your house really is worth. Of course, what your house is worth is what somebody's willing to pay for it in the end, but uh, yeah, an, right. an appraisal is uh, typically around $400 as well, about the same price as a home inspection. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we come back for the second part of the show that you guys are making so interesting... You guys are dynamic, the other money guys. Huh? <laughs> what are we going to be talking about in the second half? Uh, just more money-saving tips. I'll throw in a couple more quotes just to make my father happy. And, <laughs> and, and by the way, uh, everything's okay. Ray is doing a business uh, vacation or a mix? A working, a working vacation, I guess you could call Sounds it. Sounds great. He does have board meetings, so... <laughs> Lucky guy. Yeah. Phil, Phil, I have a Greek quote for you next. Oh, can't wait for this one, Pete. (laughs) All righty. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You bet. Welcome back, everyone. This is the second half of Money Wise with the Money Guys, and it's a special edition show without Ray Lance. I am Pete Lance, and we're here with attorney Mike Coleman, and we are doing money-saving tips. Hey, everyone. Good to be here today. How are you? And if you would like to reach attorney Mike Coleman or my mother, attorney Tenny Lance, you can call 508-998-8800. And my office, where you can reach my father or myself, 508-998-8858. So, Phil, I told you that I was going to have a quote from uh, a Greek philosopher. I've been waiting. Can you guess who this is? Wealth consists not in having great possessions, but in having few wants. Oh, my goodness. That could be Aristotle. It could be, uh, let's see, who else? Starts with an E. It's the the one that my father loves to say. Epictetus. I've never heard of that person. You know, Mike, funny thing is, before Ray brought up his name, I never heard of him either. Yeah. I think my father likes to pull quotes from him just because he likes to say Epictetus. <laughs> That's a great reminder. It really is. So, Dad, I'm sure that you are listening because he listens every single Sunday morning to make sure that the show sounded well and he'll critique. He does. He listens every single Sunday morning, even if he's traveling and he listens on his iPad. Oh, that's so, so awesome. So I hope you're enjoying the warm summer uh, sunshine from that's Florida right. and... Enjoying the quotes. Hey, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Ray. Absolutely. We're trying <laughs> so the next uh, money-saving tip that we are going to share with you, and again, I will uh, always say this, we have all of this information on hand. We can mail you a copy. You can pick up a copy. This is, uh, I believe it's the top 100. Let me go to the end here. Uh Looks like it's 89, the top 89 money-saving tips from a Consumer Report Special Guidebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be happy to get you a copy of that. And um, the next tip is number 66, which is, is your house properly insured? Um, and this also goes for renters. A lot of people, and actually this happened to someone I know personally, uh, they were renting an apartment. This is going back about two months, and the apartment burned to the ground. 
and they did not have renter's insurance. Oh they lost gosh. everything, all of their presents uh, from Christmas uh, for their, I think, 10-year-old son, and all their belongings, all their possessions. So renter's insurance is a lot cheaper than people think. It's only about $100 a year. And people don't always think about that. I'm sure there are so many people renting apartments out there that don't have any insurance because it's just not something they think about. Or they think maybe the uh, landlord, uh, his insurance is going to cover it? Yeah, no, it's not covered by the landlord's uh, insurance. And, uh, you know, if uh, if it's robbed, if if you are robbed and all your possessions are stolen, if there's water damage and all your uh, belongings are damaged, or if there's a fire... You're out of luck unless you have renter's insurance. Is it expensive? Nope. 10 bucks a month, 12 bucks a month, something wow. like that. That is incredible. So, so everyone should have that. And what, is yes. it, what does it cover? It covers possessions. Does it also give you money to find a new place? It can. It, yeah. So there's different policies. There's varying policies. And again, you can say, I want to have it insured up to you know, 25000 up to 50000 up. To, you can so it varies. But typically, the uh, insurance policies that we've written have cost between 10 and you know, $14, $15 a month, and that's it. Now, question. When you're talking about insurance, let's go to a home now. You're going to in, you know, insure your home. Should I include all the belongings inside the home uh, as well as the building itself? Well, that's a good point. Uh, almost every single policy does include that uh, automatically, but you can ask your insurance agents to, uh, to increase it if you think that what you have in your home is worth more than what they're quoting you. Um, we do that. We always ask, do you have uh, you know, expensive furniture, or a lot of electronics? Do you have? And then there's another thing that you need to have, which is if you have a collection. A lot of people have jewelry collections or stamp collections or antique book collections, gun collections. So if you have any specific collections, um, those would not be typically covered, and you would need to uh, have an attachment um, on your insurance policy to include those possessions. And typically, uh, you get somebody to go out there and, and basically appraise the value of that collection. Oh, that's very good advice. And I'd imagine you want to sort of keep an inventory of, of what you have. Absolutely. And I, I have definitely mentioned this before. It's one of the best things that you can do. Go around with your phone and videotape everything that you have in your house, especially the valuable things. Uh, you can take pictures of the serial numbers for certain electronics, but absolutely document that and keep a copy of that off-site somewhere. Mm-hmm. Keep it at your work. Keep right. it in a bank de- uh, safe deposit box somewhere o- outside the house, obviously. Yeah. You don't want that to burn down with the house. Right. <laughs> um, I see something on here that says you can download free home inventory software at knowyourstuff.org. Hmm. So that's something you may want to talk about. I mean, look into knowyourstuff.org. If you have some valuable um, possessions in the house check that out i am a collector i collect a lot of things i just and and none of them are you know super valuable but i just like to collect things so like um, what uh die cast cars i've been collecting since i was 12 years old but they're not like the little cheap yeah. ones that you think about oh, they really they cost like a hundred bucks a piece so that's awesome yeah. how many oh god uh, hundreds do you oh. still uh, play with them, or I don't play with them. They're they're adult collectibles. They say I love it. they're in display cases. Pete, that's awesome. And then I have. Um, I'm sending our Gregory over to your house. He <laughs> loves those. I have a lot of sports memorabilia, especially Patriot stuff. So sure. Yeah, I just like to collect stuff. My wife can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> 
wow. I hope you have all that inventoried. I do. I do. But I, that's a, an interesting website. I have not heard that, and I'm going to check it out. Knowyourstuff.org, you, know yeah, where yeah. you can document what you have in your home. Do you have anything from Steve Grogan? I do. I have an autographed picture. Uh, Steve Grogan said, uh, cheers, Pete, um, from Steve Grogan. Awesome. Look at this. Yep. So for anyone out there who doesn't know who Steve Grogan is, he was a Patriots player. He was a quarterback in, what, the late 60s, early 70s? The turn of the century. <laughs> but he was a good quarterback. He was, absolutely. And a really nice guy. I met him in person at a special event, which is why I got the autograph. How awesome. Oh, by the way, Gronk is playing this yeah. year. Yeah, I got that notification that. earlier in the week, and I said, hallelujah, but I also wanted to strangle him. Yeah, he's been it's so annoying this whole offseason. It's yes. just been, what's going on? Is it contract negotiation? I mean, I don't get it. They yeah. want more money, man. Yeah. But yeah, when always. have the Patriots ever done that to anybody? Right. I know it. No, you're right. You have a good point. Mm. So, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting offseason, and... Uh, anyways, we'll get off of the, the sports talk. <laughs> On the issue of the insurance, though, I, you know, talking about flooding, seems like we hear a lot about flooding um, recently. Most policies don't include coverage for flood insurance. So if you feel like you need it, I know there are flood zones where you have to have, you know, flood insurance, but that's something to look into yeah. as well. Let me stop you there and ask the insurance guy. Um, do I need to buy flood insurance from the government or from – can I just buy another version of flood insurance? Or what, what are my options? Yeah, we work with a couple of different flood insurance companies, and that's one of the biggest complaints that we get um, from people who are both our clients and people who want to become our clients because flood insurance can be very, very costly. So it's, it's, it's really a costly thing, but it's an unfortunate necessity. And if folks want to come out and uh, sit down with you? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll give you that number. Uh, we've discussed Germana. Uh, it's just like German with an A at the end. Germana. She is the office manager for the Lance Family Insurance Agency. Hired her oh, six, seven months ago. She has over 30 years of experience. She has seen everything. She's wonderful. She will definitely help you out. Uh, and you can give her a call if you have any insurance needs, whether it's home, auto, commercial, or flood. Right. And that number is 774-992-0789. And uh, yours, Mike? And my phone number is 508-998-8800 if you want to give us a call. Beautiful. One of the things that I wanted to mention that isn't so – it's an insurance technically, but something that we advise all our clients to do is have a homestead on your home. Absolutely. So a homestead is a document that you sign. It gets recorded with a registry of deeds. And if you have that on record, depending on your age, you have a certain amount of protection in the principal that you have in your house, in your principal residence. Yeah. How much it's, is it? It's $35 to record. Um, so it's not expensive to record at all. It can provide up to 250000 or $500,000 in protection. So if you get into a, a car accident and someone sues you, you have that house protected. How smart it is, yeah. huh? 35 bucks? Yeah, it's well worth it. Definitely. 
So the next thing that we'll talk about is affordable ways to discourage thieves. Now, one of the cheapest things that you can do is you can replace your door strike, which is the metal plate that's mounted on the door jam and where the bolt actually slides into. And you can simply pay $10 for a box strike, and that will make it much harder for a thief to try to uh, jimmy or even uh, kick in your door. Really? That's 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 fascinating. So mm. go back over that a half a second more. It's called a box strike, and it's only ten dollars, and it just is a heavier duty, beefier uh, plate that locks that bolt into place more firmly. I'll do it. Mm. That's interesting. Yes, it is. This is a subject that is, you know, unfortunately near and dear to my heart because um, last year I caught two people in my driveway at about two o'clock in the morning. This is only people that I caught in my driveway. I mean, I'm not up at 2 in the morning. I just happened to get up to go and grab a glass of water. And uh, one time this person was walking to the end of my driveway and jumped into a white pickup truck and took off. And the other time, um, I actually didn't catch this person in my driveway, but the next morning, um, 99.9% of the time, my wife locks her car, and I almost always double-check it and hit the lock button as one of my nightly routines. I forgot to do it, she forgot to do it, and her car was completely rifled through and, and her sunglasses and other small things were stolen. Same happened to me, and I'm the same as you, Pete. 99% of the time, yeah. I'm very, very, you know, I, I make it a point every night to make sure that it's closed. Boom. Same yeah. thing. So that makes you wonder how many times had people come by. Exactly. You got it. <laughs> That's right. Yep. They're, they're, they're often, yeah. obviously. And, and it's a, a real problem. I mean, I live in Dartmouth, and it's a, you know, a fairly safe town. I have a lot of friends who are police officers in the town, and they say it happens nightly. Nightly, yes. and just in different parts of the town where people walk down the street or drive down the street and stop at every house, and they pull door handles just to see if somebody's left their car unlocked. Wow. So what I have done since then is I immediately went out and very inexpensively got a bunch of uh, solar-powered motion lights. They are so bright. They're LED. They're super bright, and they were like 10 bucks each. And my house looks like... Uh, the Griswold house from Christmas vacation when somebody walks into my house in the middle of the night. It's woo! It just <laughs> spotlights everywhere. Or you could put a sign there, not responsible for rattlesnake bites. <laughs> but I also did something which um, I highly recommend. It's not cheap, but it's also not expensive when you think about what it can protect, which is your valuables, but more importantly, your family, should somebody want to do a, a home invasion. Mm. Um, I have security cameras all around um, that cost uh, 100 bucks a piece. It's uh, the Nest security system. And you can view it anytime on your computer, on your phone, uh, anywhere. And it instantly alerts you if they've... And it will actually has such good technology. If uh, a car is moving, it won't notify you. If uh, a cat goes walking through the yard, it won't notify you. But if a person is walking through in front of the camera, it'll say, your camera has spotted someone. Oh, how interesting. Well, so. Yeah. Do you have one, Mike? You have I one? don't have one. I don't I either. Get, I'm yeah. going to get one. I'm, yeah. This week, I'm going to. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Getting back to Gronk, I know one of the one of the things that people like to do is post pictures of themselves on vacation, mm-hmm. um, basically let people know that they're not home, which is a really, really 
dumb thing to do. Um, last year when Gronkowski was at the Super Bowl, someone broke into his house because they knew he wasn't home. Yep. Sure. They broke into his house, stole some guns, I think, some mm-hmm. other um, items. So one really affordable thing that you can do to, to avoid thieves is just don't post things on social media when you're not home. Right. You know. Very, exactly. very important. Unfortunately, somebody like Gronk can't, you know, stay out of the spotlight and people are aware that he's away, but that's a very important thing. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Most of my friends are on Facebook and everybody, and I've been guilty of it in the past too. Hey, I'm having a great time down here in Orlando. And yeah, I know it, it. but people don't understand you. You have relatives who go over mom and dad's house, your house, you know, so it's always, somebody's always occupying the house, right? So, you know, we have a because we have two dogs. We have somebody stay at our house and dog sit when we're away. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, the, we are moving on to step number sixty-nine, and that is the right way to paint your home. Uh, and I have seen both sides of this, the right way and the wrong way. And I'm sure that you've heard, Phil, that preparation is ninety percent of the work when I it comes to painting. Certainly know that one. <laughs> So you want to make sure that you uh, protect the perimeter, you tie back any shrubs, trees, you know, pull everything back away from the house while you're working on it. Uh, you want to make sure that you scrub or sand the surface depending on what it needs. Um, and you really need to just put a lot of prep work into it and use high quality paint brushes and high quality paint because you won't have to do multiple quotes. What happened to the days of wallpaper? Huh? Come hmm. on. Right. Oh, don't talk to me about wallpaper. Phil. <laughs> Every single room in my house had wallpaper, oh, bathrooms, kitchen. That was the way it was, Pete. And I spent the first nine months of, <laughs> of living there stripping wallpaper and cursing. <laughs> and there were some rooms that the person must have put like three coats of the glue on. So Jeez. even after you got the wallpaper off, you had to Grape oh, all the glue I off. Remember wow. those days? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when we're talking about um, painting, I'm I'm thinking about painting the exterior of your home, and I just have to make a comment. This is not something I thought I'd ever be talking about on the radio <laughs> as an attorney, but um, when you're talking about the exterior of the home, so many times we see people paint and do it incorrectly, and then two or three years later, everything's falling off, and yep. you have to do it again. So, like you said, one of the main things to do is um, make sure you prepare. So sand it all down, mm-hmm. get it all sanded. If you want to use a power washer, do that to make sure you get everything off of the house so that yeah. when you put that new coat on, you don't put it over some old chipping paint. Sure. Yeah, you definitely need to get that uh, paint up. You can use a wire brush or sandpaper and get all that chip and paint, uh, chipped paint off. Uh, otherwise, it's just going to be an issue in a couple of months. I actually had a really uh, frustrating situation when we first bought the house. Our deck was in really tough shape. So I totally stripped everything. Um, I power washed it. I, I sanded it. I scraped it. And I let it dry for a few days. And then I put this... Uh, deck over stuff that they've been uh, really touting over the last few years and within six months it was already chipping and peeling really so i will never use those products again um it was i think the bare deck over um i should have just stained it and that's what i'm going to be doing shortly in the next week or two I agree. I think it, it looks nice, and um, it's just easier to manage, obviously, when you just have stain yeah. on the house, shingles and stain or yeah. Yeah, something sure. like that, rather than having to paint all the time. Right. So if you are planning to rent, this is our next tip, uh, before you move in, you should definitely walk through the property with the landlord uh, to make a detailed list of 
every single room and anything that you see wrong with it. And then after the fact, if you choose to move into that apartment or condo or house, uh, you should also do what we just suggested, which is to videotape everything. So that way you have a uh, evidence of what the property looked like before you moved in. So if there's anything after the fact um, that the landlord points out that was already there, you can show him or her, hey, this is already this was already here. I'm not paying for that damage. Good point. Very the other thing point. you may want to do is check uh, the infrastructure of the apartment. So it might be awkward to do this if the landlord is there, but you certainly have the right to do it. So check the water pressure check drainage in the sinks, um, how well do the appliances operate, the operation of locks and windows, you know, the heater, does the heater work? So first of all, you know what you're getting into, and second of all, you'll know what you have to fix if you actually move in or have the oh, landlord yeah. fix if you move into the apartment. How many times do you hear about hot water heaters letting go? And, yep. yeah. you know, these are big expenses. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've had some great landlords. I've had some landlords that were really terrible. So uh, try to even even talk to the neighbors and people in the area to see if they know the landlord and how, um, how they are as a landlord. Good point. Um, and one other thing is it might not be possible right now in this market, but it used to be where you could actually negotiate the rental price. So you may be able to negotiate down a little bit uh, for your monthly uh, rental fee. And then also uh, there are more places that will allow pets that won't than, um, than won't allow pets, but they may charge a fee per pet. Uh, above and beyond what your normal rental fee is, so make sure you find that out um, if they're going to charge 25 bucks extra a month or 50 uh, bucks extra a month. And before you move out, if you're planning on moving out, ask to do a walkthrough with a landlord you know, a few weeks before you actually move out so that you can both be on the same page about what you need to fix, if there are any problems with the apartment, so that in the end, when you actually move out, you can get your deposit back. So it's a big thing. You could spend a little bit of money fixing those problems and get, then get a huge you know, deposit back, whereas if you didn't fix them, you might keep the deposit to fix you know, whatever problems there were. Yep, absolutely. Uh, 71, I'm just going to mention very quickly, we've discussed it before, uh, any of you who are not really tech savvy, if you get an email that looks suspicious uh, or a phone call from the IRS or an email from the IRS or anything like that, uh, it's fictitious, it's phishing, they're trying to scam you and, and figure out how to get your information or how to get money out of you. The IRS will never do anything but send a letter. Um, so if you get an email that just looks suspicious, even if it's from somebody who you think you know and it has a weird subject line or you open up the email and it says, hey, click on this link, it's probably not from that person. They've probably been hacked and there's, there's somebody trying to get you to open something that's malicious. Just yeah. 10 seconds. I had something happen where the my computer wouldn't shut off because this warning was going back and forth saying, you know, you've been... Uh, uh, something, you know, viruses hit you, and I couldn't even get out of that. Has yeah. that ever happened to you? Uh, no, luckily, but you could do just a, you know, a manual shutdown of that's the computer. I, I was going to say, that's I've, I've done the same yeah. thing. That's exactly yeah. what I did. I had to. There was right. no other way to get out of it. Right. You know? I think Pete made a really good um, point here. Don't click on a link if you don't know exactly where that email is coming from. Oh, you're sometimes so you can see... Where it says from, it'll have a person's name. But if you hover over the actual name, it'll show the email address where the where the email is coming from. Right. So it could be a completely different email address right. than the actual 
you know, name on the front line. Mm-hmm. And I'd say twice a year, mm-hmm. I get an email or a Facebook message from somebody who I know and know well. And you open up the email and it says, hey, check this out. And it's just a link. And I know that that person wouldn't have sent a, a, an email that just said, hey, check this out. Yeah. It would say, hey, Pete, how's it going? Uh, I know that you're interested in, um, you know, the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Uh, check out this link about it. You know, something, it would be something more specific. So just be cautious. Yeah. A lot of times it can be, you know, the person that you know has been hacked. Right, and yeah, so exactly. someone that was hack them is sending out emails to you. So even if it is coming from someone that you actually know, don't click on the link unless you know that they've actually sent that to you. Good yeah. advice. Yeah. yeah. So number seventy-two, we're going to go over very briefly because we have gone into great detail with the uh, uh, topic of insurance before. Uh, number seventy-two is insure against life's tough breaks. Auto insurance, disability insurance, homeowners insurance, life insurance, a little bit of money or possibly a little bit of extra money can save you a ton in the end. You'd be surprised how many times I've been able to save people a lot of money, but I'm comparing apples to apples, and the apples that they had uh, have very low coverages and you know don't really have a, a lot of medical expenses or property damage expenses added onto it. Uh, and I'll say, listen, for only like 35 bucks more, you can get this extra coverage. And they've said, no, we're good. So just think about spending a little bit extra money to be overly protected. Right. Life insurance is not expensive in general. I mean, you can get a decent policy for not a lot of premium. And you'd be surprised how many people do not have life insurance. And if you have kids at all from the, the age of uh, one month uh, all the way up to you know, 18, 20 years old, you should absolutely have term insurance. It is very cheap and will protect them in case you pass away. This has been so fascinating. So, uh, gonna, this has been interesting. Very we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I'll just remind you who I am, Mike Coleman from Lance Law. If you want to get in touch with me, it's 508-998-8800. We do estate planning, probate, trust administration. So give us a call if you want to meet. Sounds great. And I appreciate everyone for listening as always. We have such a great audience. Get told that all the time by people who love our show. So we really appreciate it and hope that you enjoyed this show without the money guy this week. Oh, that's right. We wish him all the very best. And Tenny, and uh, what's your phone number, Pete? Uh, 508 998 We, You know what? This has been so very informative, fun. Love being here with you, and we look forward to next Sunday, right? Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. That's how your dad would end it. That's right. (laughs) Exactly right. Great job, Mike. Thanks. Pete, awesome. Thank you, Phil. Thank you.